Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Warren Ingram is the director at Galileo Capital. He is a personal financial advisor. They even made him financial advisor of the year once, a long time ago. Uh, Warren, <laughs> welcome to the Money Show this evening. The Chinese government What is... an intro, thank you. Thank you. You know, anytime. Um, it's not the one I was working on, actually. I, I had a much nastier one. Um, the Chinese government is rattling cages in China, clamping down on their own companies. But so much of the world's investment has gone into China in the last 20 years. And we've become very used to the returns out of China over the last 20 years, most particularly as South Africans um, in Nusbars and Process, courtesy of Tencent. And that has been challenged and threatened and possibly undermined. I'm not too sure if it's permanent, but certainly it's been tough in the last couple of weeks. It, it has been, Bruce. And if you if you look at the wording coming out of China from from their government and their regulators, uh, it's not comforting that you know the, the, this is a short term thing. It seems to be kind of like a renewal of a of a five year plan. You know, the, the, their five year plan ended in twenty twenty. There, there hasn't been much news from them for quite some time, and almost out of the blue, we we start to see a raft of regulations affecting. Quite a lot of the very big tech companies in China, but but more and more, one realizes it's not just uh, the, the tech companies; it's actually going to to impact most levels of Chinese society, and it's 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 posing you know huge uncertainty to to both uh, the, I guess the, the Chinese economy and also people wanting to invest in China, and then therefore our little country you know getting massively in, uh, affected simply because of our of our exposure to Tencent. Uh, and it does it does raise the you know kind of the scary prospect that the big engine for emerging market growth for the last two decades might be coming to an end, uh, and if it's not coming to an end, it's certainly going to be you know a massive uh, unsettling time, and and you know the Chinese government has been very clear that they are targeting monopolies, and so you know the ability for the next ten cent or the next Alibaba. To, to grow out of that market is going to be very difficult. They, they really want lots and lots of small versions of Tencent and Alibaba's going going forward. Uh, and yeah, that's their uh, their prerogative, I suppose. Our prerogative is whether or not we stay invested in China. What do we do? Well, well, I think it, it it's an it's an interesting time to be an investor because we've got two major trends which I think are coming to. To maturity, let's say. I, mean, I think it would be um, arrogant to call them coming to an end, or for, for me to call them at, at an end. And the first is the sort of the big tech story in the, in the states. You know, so the big the big technology companies that have just been absolutely dominant and and growing, you know, year after year, making huge profits, um, and and you know, generating enormous amounts of cash both in America and around the world, uh, and and doing so almost unfettered by regulation. And and definitely that story is changing. It started in Europe with the European regulators going after, you know, mainly these these big American companies, and now, of course, in in China with the, with the regulators, they're affecting their economy, and it raises the the prospect for for lots of investors to to reconsider their view of just following major trends, and and that's really my theme is you know I think be careful when we see a major trend happening in in the investment world, you know, we we jump on this bandwagon. They've even given it a name. It's called momentum investing. And it's a very comforting thing to be in because, you know, you, you see this momentum start building up. You see 
more and more positive articles online. You, you know, we, we hear more and more people talking about it. The, the, the talking heads like me start getting excited about the next thing that's going to change the way the world gets done. Uh, whatever it is, whether it's the way we fly, whether it's the way we drive, store energy, whatever it is, and and we get caught up in this in this theme. And very often, those, those big trends can be very profitable for investors. But but I think we need to exercise caution. And firstly, understand that you know a new technology doesn't translate to a new investment trend. So so for example. You know, if we go back, uh, uh, my favorite example of this is, you know, the, the, the way that the Internet kind of exploded in, in the late 90s. You know, it, it was something that, that wasn't in our lives. Uh, and almost over a two, three year period, it suddenly was there. And people with vision were, were, were looking at this and saying, you know, we think that the way business gets done can, can be changed completely by, by the advent of the Internet. And they were absolutely right. Where they were horribly wrong was they were they were uh, too aggressive by about ten years. It really took about ten years for for from the late nineties for, for for the internet to really change the way we do business. So so be careful when you're making these big kind of investment decisions based on on trends that 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 you don't get caught out. And and when they change, when they stop those trends, that they they basically hit a wall and they and they crash. And I think we might be seeing that you know at the moment. And it's if you're going to do this, you need to be looking. You know, forward for the next 20 years, and and wondering what are the big demographic changes that are going to happen. So, for example, people are getting older around the world, in you know, especially in the Western world, and you know, places like Japan. And and what does that mean for investing? Because you know, demographics is a hugely reliable way to 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 form trends. And in a continent like ours, with a very youthful population, what does that mean? What 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 will our continent and what will our country be looking for? And especially the youth, and how how can we benefit from that? But but just based on a on a on a new form of technology, I think that that's a dangerous trend to to follow. So you know, my, my comment would be, what do we do now? Well, well, you know, go back to to basics. If you believe you can you can understand what the next big trends are going to be, that 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 may be very profitable, and, and certainly allocate some money to those. But at the same time, make sure you've got a major spread of your investments when the world goes into periods of increased uncertainty. I think we have to realize. Uncertainty is a part, part and parcel of life for all of us now. But but when it goes on on almost on steroids like it is now, th- then your your only antidote to that kind of uncertainty and that kind of what what the what what the commentators would say volatility is, is to be really spread with asset classes. It, it's to be really spread across all parts of the world and and don't make huge bets in one direction only. Make sure that. If you believe the world's going to go in in a certain direction, have some money invested if it, if that doesn't work out, so that you can still offset your your potential losses. So so I think yes, trends are are great and and they do work and and certainly you know I wish we'd we'd all been able to forecast that uh, you know, the, the way that China would have taken over, but we yeah. can't. But but then make sure you've got the diversification to protect you if it goes wrong. Fabulous. Thank you, Warren Ingram. That gives us a nice insight into how to deal with the China crisis. Um, email that came through for us this week, and uh, it comes from Giselle. Uh, Giselle says, I'm not sure if you can assist, but my gardener has asked for help and information on how he can invest a thousand rand by buying shares and using online investment tools. I mentioned the benefits of seeking help from banks. Uh, There's red rag to Warren's bull. Uh, He's still very keen to find out more about the subject and experimenting with the market himself. I have researched a little and given him some links to key SA sites that might be a good place to start, but I'm completely out of my depth in offering him any advice. 
which is nice and honest. Um, and uh, I've got no background in finance and also need to learn the basics myself. Perhaps you can go on this journey together, Giselle. Um, he, my gardener only has basic schooling. He's smart, though. He's got driving curiosity. If you've got information, ideas that I could pass on, I would be very grateful. Well, I think for the next five minutes, Giselle, what you're going to do is you're going to pay very close attention with your gardener um, uh, and anybody else, frankly, in your life um, who wants to get started because that's what podcasts are for. Um, and you can share them and listen to them 20 times if necessary. But Warren's going to bring you some insights, I hope, fingers crossed, on how to get started 101 in a moment. 90% of small businesses in South Africa have closed their doors due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Productivity SA is giving you the opportunity to... The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Giselle looking for help to assist somebody who works for her to embark on an investment journey. Giselle is feeling a little out of her depth. However, uh, Warren Ingram, I don't care who the person is that you're trying to help, especially when you don't know yourself. And you could use this as the world's best learning opportunity. So put us on on track, if you would. Love the question. And and I agree with you, Bruce. It's, it's something that, uh, you know, if Giselle doesn't feel comfortable uh, teaching someone, it's a great time to teach herself while, while she learns uh, alongside her, her employee. And, and I think the, the, the starting point is, uh, you, you know, you, you touched on it at the intro about, uh, about, you know, online resources and especially the media. I mean, I think, you know, we, we spend hundreds of hours every year um, t- talking about this on, on, on the show. And, and as you say, the show's podcast. So, so first thing, Giselle, is, you know, give your employee access to your Wi-Fi and, and, and make sure that you set aside some time for, for him to, to, to listen to the podcast, you know, if you can't, if you can't listen to it at home uh, and, and start there because I think the education part of this is huge. Uh, and, and there are a lot of resources that are available online for free. Uh, so, you know, there, there, you mentioned the banks and, and, and I think that one of the things about the banks now is they're, they're getting better at providing free educational material on their websites, which I think is hugely helpful. And, and then, you know, the, the, the kind of new, new entrance to the investment world, you know, companies like Easy Equities and Satrix and 10X are all offering, you know, really good information and really good education on, on investing on their websites. And it's, it's all absolutely free. And I think that would be my starting point is before he commits any money to investing is spend some time understanding what's going on and how investments work. And especially if it's going to be shares, understanding that, you know, shares are great and, and, and certainly my favorite asset type to, to grow your money over a long period of time. But unfortunately, they're not perfect. You know, they, they, they come with enormous uh, roller coaster rides of, of, you know, great returns followed by awful returns and, and you know, everything in between and, and can often be really scary to be an investor. Um, and, and so having said that, you know, you, you shouldn't be deciding to take your, your lump sum and just buy one or two shares. I, I really think he, he should be looking at an index uh, and, and something really generic, you know, kind of taking half the money and buying, you know, the, the top 40 or top 50 shares in South Africa and, and the other half of the money and, and buy the world index. All of those are shares, and 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 they're you know they they give great exposure to lots and lots of companies in South Africa and all around the world, and and gives them great growth hopefully, but but certainly will give a lot of protection against uh, you know the collapse of one business or one sector of the of the economy or the stock market falling apart. So so very quickly that would be my my suggestion, uh, Giselle. But but you know to have to have the kind of the personal finance segment on your 
on your podcast as a favorite and, and get them to listen to that every week and, and do it together, I think is a great idea. And then go and look at those, the, the websites of those companies I've mentioned because they, they offer some fantastic information. But that idea of going into the index and then once you've put your money into the index and then looking what's in the index and seeing what's going up and what's going down and how this incredible volume of information that goes through a stock market on a daily basis translate to a half a percentage gain point gain or a percentage point decline or whatever the case might be, um, it, it is the most incredible nursery for anybody who's wanting to start out on an investment journey, provided they're open to to learn. Because you can go invest in those in, index funds, in ETFs, completely blind. You don't have to care about what's in there. But if you've got a desire to learn, I can't think of a safer way to do it. No, no, I agree. I think, uh, and, and I think the, the, my, my one message would be, you know, all of these exchange traded funds or these in indices, they have f very good, uh, you know, information about what, what, what goes into those investments. And, and so you can actually go and see what those companies are that you own. You know, you'll own, you know, a fraction of a share of Apple computers and you'll own, you know, a, a Johnson and Johnson pharmaceuticals. And so as you, as you start to understand that actually that top 40 or top 50 index in South Africa and the, the world index is not just an, a name of a thing it's actually you know lots of shares in lots of different companies and and once you understand what who, who the companies are that you now own you know you start to become interested in them and you start to follow the news stories that are being written about them and you know the information online is incredible you know so so as you start to build up your knowledge base you, you can become braver and, and and maybe more confident to to, to make some more uh, concentrated investment decisions. But but the one thing I always want to say, just a, a new investor, a novice investor, is you have to be prepared to lose money. I, I think you, you need to say, if you're starting with a thousand rand, uh, the only promise I'll make you is that at some point, your thousand rand will be worth 500 rand. Uh, but but over a 10-year period, your thousand rand will be worth a lot more money. But, but you need to be prepared for the halving of the money first because that is what's going to happen, unfortunately. And that's part of the price of being an investor. And if you can, if you can make that deal with yourself, then by all means, I think it's a great journey to go on and a great way to, to educate yourself and get to financial freedom. And just yeah, have a look online, uh, Giselle, for the Julia podcasts and the Julia stories that are on Facebook.com forward slash Bruce Whitfield. Uh, Bruce Business, I beg your pardon, forward slash Bruce Business. Facebook.com forward slash Bruce Business. There's a whole heap of stuff there. Uh, on to the final thing. I would like to know from you, Warren, what is contrarian investing? So, so contrarian investing is uh, is well. Firstly, a contrarian investor is is somebody who who has a very high tolerance uh, for pain um, and and can deal with an enormous amount of suffering with the hope of making some money at the end. Because a contrarian investor is somebody that says, if the whole world, uh, investment world, believes one thing is going to happen, for example. Uh, you, you know that that technology is the way to go, and we should just be buying, you know, Microsoft and Apple and Facebook and Amazon, etc. Uh, the, the contrarian investor goes, "What happens if I do the opposite of that? What what happens? What are the opportunities for me to buy the things that that are the very opposite?" And and I would guess in a, in a time like now, they, they would be looking, for example, at the the fossil fuel companies, you know, companies that are still mining and drilling oil and and looking for you know the, the opportunities there and, and saying to themselves those might be companies that still deliver 
good returns for investors because their, their share prices have been to, to some extent decimated and and you know the world is not, definitely not in love with with fossil fuels anymore and 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 are considered old technology and and so a contrarian would look at that and say well maybe there is still the opportunity for me to make money and in, in you know in in days gone by whatever the other big trends were that they would for example when house prices were booming in america a contrarian investor would say this this story this party is going to end what can i do um if that is going to end what are the things that are going to make money how can, how can i make money out of a, a collapse in the house the house price market in america and so you know they'll they'll always be doing the opposite that doesn't mean though that w- once they've looked at what what the world's doing and w- what the big trends are they don't simply invest uh, in in the opposite of that uh, you know out of pure principle that they're they're still going to go and try and identify companies that that are trading at very low prices relative to the to the value that those companies actually have and then say well if there's a discount in the price compared to the value of that company I'm going to invest in that and then I'm going to wait and I might need to wait for 1 3 5 10 years who knows but at some point that 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 kind of big trend that's been going in the one direction is going to fall over and and in my my contrary investments are going to do well so it's what Warren Buffett talks about when he says you know run into the burning building when everyone is running out you know it's painful in the short term but but it might be very lucrative in the long term Warren Ingram, Galileo Capital, personal financial advisor and regular contributor here on The Money Show on a Thursday night. Thank you, Warren. Asked and answered, you can send us your questions, of course, uh, via any platform you choose. uh, And we'll do our very best to get Warren to answer them for you.